welcome. Join a psychology professor at a university in Ohio and her daughter, a research scientist in California, on a journey of how to make the most of what life throws your way. We hope to make today's podcast as fun and lighthearted as possible. So sit back and join us on this adventure. So mom, let's do a get to know us square, right? A portion so that our listeners actually know who they're hearing speak at the moment and why they're even listening to these people. Let's go a little bit of that. Okay. So um, a bit about myself. Um, I was born in Nigeria, the first of six children. So I have two other female siblings and three male siblings. My name, Mujisola, I'm sure for some, you will be interested in what it means. Uh, literally, it means I woke up into high status. I was born into honor, an honorable family. I earned a Bachelor of Science degree in psychology and a master's degree in organizational psychology from universities in Nigeria. I earned my PhD degree in applied psychology, specifically community psychology, from the University of Toronto, Toronto, Canada. And I have been a professor of psychology in the US for the last 23 years. Can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself too? Absolutely, I'll try my best to keep it as interesting as yours was. My name, Iyabade. Actually, this is a good time to confirm meaning because I think I know the literal translation as well as the kind of meaning behind the meaning, right? Okay. is mother returns or in honor of my mother or in remembrance of my mother. How close am I? Of your grandmother. Yes, but the literal meaning, right? Yes, um, to commemorate um, your grandma. Okay. It's in the traditional Yoruba culture. We try to select names based on circumstances associated with the family. So since you are the only girl, we named you after his mother. Your middle name also is her name. And then Iyabode means mother returns. Right. But in this case, it's your grandmother that returned. Right. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So I wasn't too far off because, you know, I can run away sometimes with a meaning and even tell myself a different meaning. So yep. yeah, but they literally means mother returns. Okay. Yeah. Mother comes back. Right. Wonderful. All right. And then we've given our listeners a few opportunities to hear us and how we pronounce it. So hopefully that helps them as well. Um, yep. In terms of my life story and kind of my background, I was born in the beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and have kind of migrated ever since to different parts of the world and country, and I'm currently residing in the beautiful Bay Area in California. I have my bachelor's in biology and my master's in immunology and genetics. It's definitely been an interesting adventure to get through that process, but I've survived, I'm here, and I, I believe I'm thriving. I hope I'm doing well. You are thriving. <laughs> and so, so. <laughs> and so you're a bit biased though, right? Yes, yeah, I'm being biased <laughs> because I'm your mother. So and so when it comes to the reasons for this podcast, why don't you go ahead and from your perspective help our listeners understand why we were even motivated to do this? Okay. 
the whole idea behind this, at least from my own perspective, is to have uh, an opportunity in which we can help to um, relieve the stress of everyday life, uh, not only for others, but also for ourselves, uh, to be able to produce something encouraging during the distress of the coronavirus pandemic, global pandemic, although we hope to be of relevance even after the pandemic uh, is over. Of course, we don't know when that will be, but at least uh, that's uh, the whole idea. It's so funny because I think in thinking through ideas for um, this podcast and the platform that we wanted to share with our listeners, it's funny because from my perspective, I share a very similar point of view in terms of wanting to have something encouraging and to be able to have a space where our listeners can be better informed about certain concepts of psychology and how they apply it to their everyday life, but then also yeah. have some levity and just kind of um, laid back discussion about it, right? Versus something that's perhaps um, heavily scientific or heavily research-based or, you know, just dense topics each and every time to rather mm -hmm. have some more levity included where mm -hmm. they can hopefully laugh a few times or at least just enjoy what they're hearing, but also yeah. along the way. And I think there'll be a lot of learning on, well, probably more on my end, but from our end as well, where there's so much out there in terms of just managing life. And it, there's just a plethora to the point where this is a great space to explore those topics and do so yeah. with someone who's so well-informed like you and someone such as me who thinks she's a part-time comedian. I remember that uh, when we first uh, brought this idea of doing a podcast together, Mother Daughter, that you are curious of, and I am very curious too about many topics and uh, that you are curious about particularly psychological topics, uh, topics that could help others. So again, both of us agree that desire, the desire to help others um, is a major reason why we would want um, a, a podcast such as this. Exactly, I completely agree. And, you know, I think the name, it's so catchy and it just rolls off the tongue, that's for sure. But what does even catching curveballs mean to you? Why go with this type of name? Beautiful. Um, catching curveballs. Uh, when I think of that phrase, I'm actually uh, not using it in a, in a baseball context. Uh, because I know for you, having played uh, baseball, particularly when you were very young, I never played baseball. I did play basketball in Nigeria. For basketball, it would be more like um, handball in Britain. Um, so I'm not looking at it anyway in that way. I'm looking at it in the context of uh, the fact that... Um, we all, one time or the other, face challenges. So it means facing, addressing uh, difficult life issues, um, obstacles. We all face problems. We all, of course, can catch problems, some problems as challenges. And that in doing so, we do this gracefully, graciously, smoothly. So that's what comes to mind for me um, as to why I, I felt that the title, Catching Cuffballs, will more or less fit the kinds of things we would like to share uh, with our audience. 
Right, definitely. What about you? What does it mean to you? And so it means something very similar for me. And, you know, when you think about life, there are so many unexpected events that are thrown our way almost daily, right? As in they can be large scale or just very small, you know, micro level, unexpected or unanticipated, um, you know, actions from others or events. And you look and you think of just the volume, it's, it's almost a constant in life, right? And that, that will always be something that you can expect. And it's so important to be able to have the right tools and even just to hear from other people's experiences, how they've managed to navigate those unexpected events and how they've done so, as you called out, in a gracious and graceful and smooth manner. Because yeah. it's so funny how often you might have an expectation of what your day will have what the month will have or what the year will have. And then, you know, even take, for example, the COVID-19 pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. 2020 is not at all the year that anyone could have ever predicted or expected, but it's more so then important to focus on how you navigate that situation and how you balance back and then sustain your well-being and thrive from that point forward. It's so important. I agree with you. The whole idea of the fact that, again, It's how folks respond to situations that is maybe 90% or even 99% vis-a-vis the situation that one faces. Um, So to that extent, uh, we all have to be prepared and we all have to um, uh, develop our resilience muscle, those kinds of things. So in that context, uh, that's the idea of uh, catching curveballs. Yeah. Absolutely. And so to help our listeners even understand our personal journeys, I think right now let's give them a little taste, right? You shouldn't share your entire life story on just the first podcast, (laughs) but just a little bit of a start as to how we got here and in our journey. I'll start with you because yours is fascinating to me. I'm glad that you cautioned me uh, not to say too much because, you know, (laughs) your mother as a professor likes to talk, you know. And sometimes I can be carried away in terms of even simple questions. And so, yes, I'll try to be as brief as possible uh, in terms of how I did decide to study psychology. You know, because I've mentioned it in the family context, I had wanted to be a medical doctor. And uh, with the guidance of my dad, uh, then a professor of geography at that particular university, we had discussed my strengths, my interests and such. And um, the whole idea of me wanting to help people uh, was uh, paramount. And I was looking for a discipline, a major that will push me in that direction. Uh, But alas, I didn't meet the cutoff points for admission to study medicine at uh, that university of choice of mine. Uh, And at that time, the closest option was studying psychology. It was a new program, actually. I was the second set. It started a year before me. In any case, I still believe that all worked out well in the end. Um, Having studied psychology, being a professor of psychology, I'm still taking care of people. I take care of my students. I promote their well-being intellectually and otherwise. So again, folks, when we talk about uh, taking care of others, wanting to be of service, of help to others, we can do them in different ways. 
so even though I didn't end up being a medical doctor, I ended up getting a PhD in psychology, which is still doctor of psychology, doctor of philosophy in applied psychology, community psychology. So again, I think it all worked out well in the end. So how has it shaped your life? Oh, well, uh, studying psychology has helped me to understand myself and others. Um, I'm able to put myself in other people's shoes, uh, knowing that human behavior is as a result of many factors. Of course, some of these will be obvious and some will not be so obvious. And to also know that it's at the individual as well as, as a situational or contextual uh, levels. Um, hence, I'm not hard on myself and I'm not hard on others. <laughs> and so what do you find toughest about psychology or even your path and journey in studying psychology? Um, toughest about studying psychology? Nothing as such. Maybe toughest about teaching psychology. Um, if it's in that sense, it will be letting people for instance, my students know that human beings have more agency or control over circumstances uh, we find ourselves in or even put ourselves in. I regularly remind myself and would like to remind our listeners of a quote by a philosopher, um, we cannot choose our external circumstances but we can always choose how to respond to them. So um, my belief is that human beings' reactions to the assessment of their attributes and situations matter a lot. Um, as you know, we all face and will face adversities, and that's what we mean by we'll be thrown curveballs in our lives. It's how we respond to these challenges or catch these curveballs that will make us better human beings or not. Um, this podcast will give opportunities to share personal examples of catching curveballs. I hope this will elicit in our listeners their personal examples of doing the same and how they can be ready to catch their own curveballs. Because yes, to repeat myself, Life will always throw each and every one of us the unexpected one time or the other, and we must be ready, ready to help ourselves and, of course, ready to help others. You're right in that. So often, you know, those external factors will always continue. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. so fascinating to me how that's just always going to be a continuous possibility, whether it's a certainty or not is a story but it's always going to be a possible you know scenario for our everyday and so it's a matter of knowing how to control our response or even being able to guide it in a direction that's healthy you know versus yes. one that's destructive or perhaps just leaves us feeling as if we can't you know recover or bounce back from it okay so my daughter how did you decide to become a research scientist how has it shaped your life and what do you find toughest or most challenging about it? So over to you. You've heard from me. Our listeners have had my own uh, views and take. 
now we want to hear from you. Right. Well, my story starts quite similarly to yours in that I did actually initially explore the um, medical doctor path and route. And that was something that growing up and even through high school and even younger years, I was under the kind of impression that I would follow that path and that I would be a doctor. Uh, specialty or what my day-to-day would look like, I had no idea, but I, I just figured it would be what I would do in life. A lot of that is based on my love of the life sciences and biology, especially in the biological sciences and just fascination with understanding how the body works and why the body performs in the way it does and always finding that to be so intriguing throughout school. And it seemed as if even the literature that I would read in my personal time would also favor those topics too. And so it just seemed to be something that would be a natural path for me to take um, I have to say that it wasn't until I started a lot of my experiences actually working, so volunteering as well as um, working part-time in various clinics and hospitals through college and even actually a lot of shadowing through high school too, in which I had the opportunity to actually see the day-to-day life and the ins and outs of actually being a practicing physician in clinics, um, seeing patients and a lot of what that involved it really started to become clear to me that it wasn't a path that I would want for my own personal life. It's one that I admire and fully respect. That wasn't what I envisioned myself doing for the rest of my life. And so from there, I went back to the drawing board and I also then was exposed to industry and a lot of the research setting on a clinical end and helping to still take care of patients and having that exposure, it made a big difference to me because it seemed to be the perfect balance of not only my interest in the life sciences, but also had this large focus on helping others and improving their health, or at least improving the future prospects for their health. And so it really spoke to me and it really led to my making the transition to industry after graduating. And I definitely knew I wanted it to be a career path that I would have just a lot of flexibility and variation in my day-to-day life and for anyone who knows me you included you know that I always like variation and I always like different and I want it to be that my everyday isn't identical or even close to being the same and even for stages of my life I never want them to be redundant or feel monotonous or as if I'm doing more of the same and for that reason industry appealed to me and that there's so many positions there's so many roles that are contributing to this grand process of really improving the condition of humankind and it was something that seemed to check many of my boxes and would offer me a chance to do something very unique day in day out and yet still have that room for growth and continued learning along the way and so after gaining a bit more exposure to that type of work setting it almost felt like a no-brainer and then as if this wasn't good enough just the fact that i'd be able to continue to learn more about different disease states and means of finding therapeutic options to help manage them or in some cases help alleviate and treat them it really just had every aspect that i could ever ask for and so i'm tremendously grateful that i actually ended up in this setting as a research scientist In terms of how it's shaped my life, 
it's done so in an abundance of ways i think predominantly it's just really helped me mature and grow and i think too with a lot of the topics we'll explore here in this podcast there will be examples i'll likely be able to pull from but in terms of just focusing on the overall shaping of my life it's really helped me understand that life just doesn't end up or even head in the directions that you would expect it to by default and it might be very obvious at a high level but there are so many cases where i'll be working with a team on a project or working through a hypothesis or some idea and we'll have full belief that it'll end up in a certain way but then somehow the results will end up being completely different or just not even close to what you could have ever dreamed of or fathomed and learning to manage that and learning to work through those situations it can be very difficult at first and even for me at first it was incredibly challenging but over time being able to find the learning opportunities along the way have been very powerful in my life and not only powerful in that same work setting but the you know impact extends beyond that and it trickles into my own personal life and is something that i feel as an individual has helped me mature and learn about who i am and how certain characteristics of mine could perhaps be of benefit or in some cases unfortunately not necessarily be the case and Last but not least, the toughest aspect is actually quite similar to how it's shaped my life. It can be incredibly challenging to devote so much time and energy and have complete and full belief in a particular result and then have that not be the case or not even have it be something similar enough to where you can still kind of close the book and say, well, almost there. Um, And so that's been the most difficult aspect of the job. But once again, it does fall back to what that learning looks like and what learning is able to be gleaned and gained from that case of things not going your way or not being exactly as you would expect, even along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Isn't that interesting that um, I think I want to share this with the with our audience Uh, that we both started with the idea of being a medical doctor. And even though you were born in Canada, outside Nigeria, and I was born in Nigeria, there's still that theme as Nigerians in quotes, you either want your child to be a medical doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. So it's very interesting that even though uh, we're starting from different places in terms of global location, the the theme is still there right right and i think what's also beautiful about that is that we've reached these forks in the road and despite taking an alternate route or at least a route that looked quite different to what we initially envisioned we both ended up being so content and happy with our decision and we've learned so much along the way too and i think it's important to keep this in mind since just because a situation or a curveball is thrown your way being able to navigate it and find ways to hit back or I guess more appropriately to swing the bat in the ideal way to hit a home run or at least make some sort of contact with the curveball makes a big difference in the end result and even that process and the journey throughout to actually get to that end result. 
So the idea generally is about fulfillment, right. irrespective of the route or in terms of where one begins. Again, you know, one should enjoy the journey. You know, and then the destination is one thing, but also enjoying one's um, travel towards a destination is also as important, if not even more important than reaching, quote, one's goal. Exactly, exactly. I completely agree with that. And, you know, it can be very tough when some of these obstacles are ones that seem to be end of the world or catastrophic and just toxic, right? It can be so tough to recalibrate and to even have that frame of mind of thinking, well, what good can come out of this, right? Or how do I make it through this process? It can be so tough. And I think we both acknowledge that it is incredibly challenging. However, the value in doing so is so important and critical and at the highest scale because the end result is one that will potentially change the course of your life and even just the experience of your life as a whole and so being able to do so what was it graciously gracefully smoothly Yeah. yeah all of that is so important and you know we're hopeful to be part of that journey with all of our listeners yeah because um as you rightly say one of our themes will uh, be about blessings. Blessings come in different ways. And so even originally one might think a particular route or a particular outcome um, is not um, what one wants. But in the end, you see that there's still some blessings right. associated with whatever uh, faces one. So again, swing, just swing that baseball bat, just swing rather than being stuck or stationary, swing, exactly. you know. Yeah. Even taking the attempt to swing, just, you know, actually do so, right? And hopefully yes. it will give you enough tools and ideas to do so in a helpful way versus just completely strike out and miss. Oh, that's true. You don't want to strike out. <laughs> or you don't want to strike out too many times. True. Very true. Because there is a lot of learning from the strikeout. So yes. you're completely right. <laughs> yes. All right. Well. Okay, so um, that's all for now. Thank you for spending time with us. Yes, and we want to hear from you. So give us feedback on what you heard today and suggestions for topics you would like us to talk about in future episodes. You can email us at catchingcurveballs at gmail.com. That's all one word. And once again, catchingcurveballs at gmail.com. We can't wait to connect with you soon.